Don't they say that the mountains and the moon were made by asteroids falling on it? It's at least possible that the moon was smashed up by fragments of the fifth planet, agreed Soames. In fact, that's a more or less accepted explanation. She looked at him expectantly. I have to think of my readers, insisted Gale. It's interesting enough. But how can I make it something they'll be concerned about? When the moon was smashed, why wasn't Earth? It's assumed that it was, Soames told her. But on Earth we have weather, and it happened a long, long time ago, back in the days of three-toed horses and ganoid fish. Undoubtedly, once the Earth was devastated like the moon, but the ring mountains were worn away by rain and snow. New mountain ranges rose up, continents changed, Now there's no way to find even the traces of a disaster so long past. But the moon has no weather. Nothing ever changes on it. Its wounds have never healed. Gale frowned in concentration. A bombardment like that would be something to live through, she said vexedly. An atomic war would be trivial by comparison but it happened millions and millions of years ago. We women want to know about things that are happening now. Soames opened his mouth to speak, but he didn't. The flickering, wavering, silver-plated wave-guide tube of the radar suddenly steadied. It ceased to hunt restlessly among all places overhead for a tiny object headed for Earth. It stopped dead. It pointed trembling a little as if with eagerness. It pointed somewhere east of due south and above the horizon. Here's a meteor. It's falling now, said Soames. Then he looked again. The radar's twin screens should have shown two dots of light, one to register the detected object's height and another its angle and distance. But both screens were empty. They showed nothing at all. There was nothing where the radar had stopped itself and where it aimed. But all of the two screens glowed faintly. The graph pens wrote wholly meaningless indications on their tape. A radar, and especially a media tracking radar, is an instrument of high precision. It either detects something and pinpoints its place, or it doesn't, because an object either reflects radar pulses or not. Usually it does. The radar here, then, gave an impossible reading. It was as if it did not receive the reflections of the pulses it sent out, but only parts of them. It was as if something were intermittently in existence, or was partly real and partly not. Or as if the radar had encountered an almost, something which was on the verge of becoming real but didn't quite make it. What the— the interbase radio screamed. At the same instant, the twin radar screens flashed bright all over. The twin pens of the tape-writing machine scrambled crazy lines on the paper. The noise was monstrous, a screaming, shrieking uproar such as no radio ever gave out. There was horror in it. And what Soames could not know now was that at this same instant, the same sound came out of every radio and television set in use in all the world.
The noise stopped. Now a bright spot showed on each of the Media Watch Radar's twin screens. The screen indicating height said that the source of the dot was four miles high. The screen indicating line and distance said that it bore 167 degrees true and was 80 miles distant. The radar said that some object had come into being from nothingness, out of nowhere. It had not arrived, it had become. It was 20,000 feet high, 80 miles, 167 degrees from the base, and its appearance had been accompanied by such a burst of radio noise as neither storm, nor lightning, nor atomic explosion had ever made before. And the thing, which came from nowhere, and therefore was quite impossible, now moved toward the east at roughly...